Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best-loved restaurants. This will be our eighth year, but it feels like we've been ingrained. We've just been, like, the whole community have just wrapped their arms around us, so it feels like we've always been here. So everybody knows your shabies. Crofty samples the vegan options. You've got your own vegan menu. We have. And I think that says it all. And Grado samples everything else. Now you're at your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I've got your octopus salami. Before the ultimate test, the Dougie bag. Real and tuna sauce, that's unusual. Episode 3 at Eusebi's is available now. Search for Rate the Plate wherever you get your podcasts with Glasgow Taxis. Trusted by the people of Glasgow for over 59 years. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! This is Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and as we heard in the news a few moments ago, the funeral today of the former Scotland manager, Craig Brown. Mark, you knew him well. I knew him also over many, many years, a real legend. And what a turnout for his funeral and the service then afterwards at Air Racecourse. Loads of the public were coming along to pay tribute to Craig Brown. Yeah, brilliant uh, turnout, Paul, and uh, deservedly uh, so. Um, as Joel mentioned there, you know, some of the names, and that would just be, you know, skimming the surface. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds uh, of people involved in, in football to to be there to show the support to first and foremost to Craig's family who have lost a father they've lost a grandfather you know they've lost a brother etc etc so um, but yeah the world of football was was there uh, to pay tribute um, and uh, and rightly so a fantastic man and great for Scotland uh, Paul took us to two major finals 1996 and 1998 and was involved in another three as an assistant. So, you know, what a record they set at international level. Maybe during the next hour, we'll speak about some of those memories, Mark, because we were so lucky to attend these tournaments. We yeah. thought we'd go on and on. And of course, we went back to uh, an international tournament until 2001. So, because of the Euros. So, Craig Brown, that memorial service today in air. There's breaking news here in Glasgow. And at last, the Danilo deal seems to have been done. Feyenoord have accepted the £6 million offer from Rangers. Yeah, so I'm worried to spend. Um, Paul, you know, Danilo, he comes with a, with quite a calibre. Um, and I think the thing for Rangers was a player, I think, from early on, has shown you know, quite an intent uh, to come to Glasgow. And uh, that's managed to get the deal um, over the line. At first, Feyenoord were uh, resisting. Um, I think Rangers' first couple of bids, it was working a low ball. And then eventually they've managed to reach an agreement. So it gives Michael Beale um, some amount of options in that front four um, sort of area. Paul, there's, there's eight or nine players up for that first four. So it's created a tremendous competition um, for places. And as he always said, he wanted players in early. So this could be the last bit of the, the jigsaw. And he's got them in um, you know, 10, 11 days before the league campaign starts and a couple of weeks before the Champions League qualifier so you know he'll be he'll be happy he's Brazilian born isn't he but he's going to switch uh, allegiance to Holland given that he's been there for six yeah. years so he'll be a Dutch international yeah by all accounts that's part of the plan um, for uh, Daniel so yeah I think as soon as you hear Brazilian Paul you get quite yeah. excited don't sure. you um, you know so you you think you know that they're, that they're um, you know right up there uh, out of the top draw so we'll wait and see it's a lot of money um, for Rangers to spend I don't know off the top of my head but that'll be the biggest transfer mm. fee um, in a long, long time. I, I don't even think Stephen Gerrard spent six in any one right. unless some Ryan Kent was the last seven sorry, million, right, wasn't seven, he? Yeah. Ryan yeah. Kent, apart from that yeah. biggest one. Um, but uh, so yeah, it shows uh, what Rangers are are about this season in terms of the importance of trying to get through the Champions League qualifiers and get the title back um, from Celtic. So they've they've you know in their own way. 
they've put down a marker uh, this summer and it's now over to Michael Beale and those players to, to go and show that they're the real deal Breaking news in the last few minutes Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson has said cheerio to his Liverpool teammates he's off to the Middle East Al Etifak where Stephen Gerrard of course yeah. Liverpool legend as the manager £13 million deal and massive mega money for him yet another great heading to the Middle East well they're not messing about yep. in, in Saudi Arabia you know, I think when, when Ronaldo um, went there whenever that was five, six months ago we just thought it was just a, you know, a payday for Ronaldo it was just a a one sort of big name wonder, but but it's not. You know they're they're going to get some of the top um, names in Europe, some of the top managers. Um, Mbappe's been given mm-hmm. uh, permission to speak to one of the clubs over there um, as well. And uh, Jordan Henderson's away. You know Kendall Gleeson signed him uh, for Liverpool, got him I think for fifteen million from Sunderland um, 11, 12 years ago. And what a servant he's been captained them to the, to the the title again uh, three years ago. Um, and uh, as you say, Paul, he'll be away there for what, about 400 grand a week. Oh, you wow. Know, Crazy money. money, isn't it? Yeah. What did you think of the news last night? Two former Celtic players looked to be on their way to join Stephen Gerrard, Jack Henry, and also Musa Dembele. The deals are just about done. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Dembele's, you know, that's a fantastic bit of business, you know, yeah. on a free transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll normally be paying millions. How good uh, was he? For, for Dembele. He was brilliant. You know, you think he scored a hat trick for Celtic um, against Rangers. Um, he played against Stephen Gerrard's team, so obviously Stephen uh, would have known all about him and known that if you were able to get Dembele on a free, then you don't mess about. You know, you go, you go and get the deal done. Jack Hendry, I still thinks to to fulfil um, the potential uh, that he's shown Paul, but he'll want to, you know, go over there again. Good luck to the boy. It'll be an absolute fortunes. I hope it doesn't jeopardise his international career, but I'm sure Steve Clark will make sure that somebody's got a, an eye on him um, over there and uh, you know wish him the best of luck too if that deal goes through Stephen Gerrard would have sent him to the Middle East if he could have on that game on that day ran <laughs> have him play against <laughs> against Rangers uh, for Celtic fans waiting to see well the news yesterday was the two South Korean players have arrived they've signed and uh, how much of them do you think we'll see so Kwong the midfielder signed mm. for just over a million and the winger Yang Two million pounds. So, are, are they project players, or what do you think is going to happen? Will we see them soon? Oh, but Paul, we'll, we'll need to wait and see. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I think with with uh, with Kwong, um, he's certainly come with a reputation. You know, the the, the South Korea's version of, of Rodri. We all know what, what a hell of a player yeah. uh, Rodri yeah. is. So, and Celtic are certainly looking. There's a gap in the middle of the park uh, to be filled, unless there's somebody else in the horizon that we don't know about. Then Kwong could well be the guy that they feel is capable of going and doing it and, and you know given um, the impact that the Japanese players have made and, and I would throw O into that category as well okay O's not quite mm-hmm. been a, a Hitati or a Furuhashi or a Maeda but I think he's been he's been good O for, for the, the limited amount of time that he's had on the pitch um, I don't think they're project players I think they're in here to come and do a job Celtic are also a wide player down and we know yep. that they certainly under Ange Postecoglou they played with wingers under Brendan Rodgers he loves wingers yep. as well you think back to his time at Celtic and even Leicester so you know the scope for, for for four or five wingers in the squad so um, I would see them very much uh, being involved but Paul it's a wee bit of the unknown it's yeah, not like sure. somebody that European football that we can go and get an eye on get people to talk about them they're coming from a country that we, we don't know a lot about but they're coming from a country in an area of the world that Celtic 
know the market and scout it very, very well. And a wide player that Brendan Rodgers knows and likes. He was great with him the last time, James Forrest. He's been in the media today talking about how Brendan Rodgers got the best out of him. Yeah. Now it's his uh, testimonial game, Atletico Bilbao next week, isn't it? A First week tonight. August, a week yeah. tonight. Yep. Hopefully a good crowd. Hopefully yeah. it sells out. Um, are we going to see much of him this season? We didn't last season. What do you reckon? I probably he's got a part to play yeah. uh, for sure. You know, I, I wouldn't expect to see James Forrest you know, starting 40 games this season but James Forrest will be the kind of guy that can come on for 20 or 25 minutes and, and change a game if needed go and get a, an assist go and get a goal Brendan Rodgers absolutely um, reignited his career and uh, the great thing about for James Forrest during Brendan Rodgers time was he had a good run at it he was always blighted with injury under Neil Lennon and uh, and Ronnie Dyler but he got a great run for a couple of seasons he really responded well to the coaching the methods of Brendan Rodgers and his staff so again you could see James James um, Forrest being born again I think he's what is he 32? 32 just so, recently I mean, yeah. well, he's got 4 sure. or 5 years yeah. left in him um, for sure so no I don't think this is a, a a swan song and he'll be getting shown the door and I think James Forrest very much has got a, a part to play at Celtic in the coming uh, campaign you know that voice at Scotland's top pundit it's Mark Guidi here with Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700 and uh, you can also join the conversation at Go Football Show any news there in Scott McTominay would, uh, reports that West Ham would love yeah. to get him from Man United yeah. he's brilliant for Scotland yeah he's, he's been sensational uh, for Scotland but I think he's I think he's accepted it that he's his time's up at Man United he wants to go and play regular football Eric Ten Hag can't um, guarantee him that and also Man United are looking to bring in funds Paul they need to be, be mindful of yeah. FFP um, so yeah I think McTominay you could see him going to West Ham around about the 30 to 35 million pound uh, Mark David Moyes I think certainly um, wants him a couple of spaces in the central midfield area he's got a wonderful presence Scott McTominay a great footballing brain great defensively in his own box at set pieces you know helping out the back line and then put him into the opposition box where you want to be a goal threat and McTominay's in about it uh, all day long. So it's a hell of a lot of money. Um, it's out with the Scottish budget, player. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, as, as I think, you know, had uh, had Celtic, you know, um, been able to, to go into that market, then McTominay would have been a name in the list. You imagine McTominay and Callum McGregor together. It'd be sensational <laughs> uh, up here. Um, but down the road, um, yeah, I can see him being a, a real good signing for, for West Ham. Uh, Ridvan Yilmaz, who Rangers fans have been warming to over the past few months towards the end of the season. Um, Besiktas are interested in him. Um, he came from Besiktas and maybe going back to Turkish Super League side, Fenerbahce, this time being mentioned. Do you think Rangers would let him go? There's no suggestion that they would and he could be a starter for Rangers this year. So Fenerbahce reported to be in for him. I think in an ideal world, Michael Beale would want to keep Yilmaz. Yeah. But I think they need to get one or two players at the door and they need to try and get some transfer fees and they need to reduce the, the wage. But it's, it's top mm. heavy at the moment. They're carrying a lot of players. Um... So it might well be that they might need to look at um, moving Yeoman's on if they can't move one or two others on that are certainly top of the list to get. But, you know, we, we know there's been three or four players that have been available for the past five or six weeks at Rangers. So far, there's, to the best of our knowledge, there's been nothing yeah. um, concrete. They've been linked with clubs Leeds. here and there. But, yeah. yeah, Paul, you know, we, we see that all the time when Rangers play. It's actually concrete, you know, where, yeah. where, where are they going? How much are they getting in for them? So until that happens, um, you couldn't really rule out uh, any players... Uh, moving on but I don't think Yilmaz would be top of us I like him Paul something about him he got limited game time last season he got a bad injury as well um, I know there was a lot of spotlight on him because he cost you know the guts yeah. things about £4 million mm -hmm. 
which is a lot of money, but there's something about him. I like Yilmaz. I think he can do a job for Rangers. They're saying five million, Fenerbahce, but we'll see. That's... Um... Yeah, one to watch out for in the next few days. The latest, of course, on the other player, Josie Sifuentes. We know he's coming to Rangers. The latest is the Athletic today is saying Rangers will pay a fee up front to get him early. Yeah. You wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Yeah. The manager wants him. Yeah, he wants him in the building. Yeah. He wants him all in. You know, he wants yeah. to give himself the best possible chance of being um, successful. And, uh, you know, because, well, you've got a pre-contract, you'll, you'll get him in January. Mm-hmm. Might be too late yeah. by January. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst mm-hmm. lost his job in November. Yeah. So you know, there's no tight away. Mm-hmm. If you think this guy can make an impact, and it's, you know, I'm not saying it's only, but let let's say it's a half million quid transfer fee yeah. between getting them now or waiting, um, then you want to go and get the deal done. Certainly, the manager will. And to be fair, the Rangers board, they've, they've backed Michael Beale in the past few weeks, and they'll, they'll do their best to get this one over the line. What do you make of the fact that the Press and Journal, excellent publication there in the northeast, north. yep, and the Evening Express in Aberdeen, uh, they're saying that the Dons are going to reduce the away section in this coming season. How many was it before? Was it 1,700? Yeah, 3,000 at one point, then 1,700. It could go from 1,700 to as low as 300 potentially. Just, I think it's a shame that we're going to get fewer and fewer away fans at some of the big grounds. Yeah. Uh, is it that the clubs are looking out for their, for their own support? Some of them have got different reasons for, for doing it. Um, Aberdeen are looking at it now. Hearts mm-hmm. yeah. are looking at doing it, going to do it. Commander, I think, are going to do it. Um, yeah. I think Kilmarnock are looking at it as well um, so um, it's it's not great Paul it's not ideal but again it's within the rules of the SPFL that the clubs make up and the club votes so if they want to go and change it it's up to the clubs to put a motion forward um, and have a vote on it but at the moment the rules allow uh, these clubs to do it and if it means looking after their, their own support um, then fine if that's a motivation for it but there'll be different motivations at different clubs but you're right on the whole it's disappointing that there's not more fans um, in, in, in the way support, but we'll yeah. wait and see. We have to watch, Mark, because you know it's habit. Going every week It's important. I mean, I know there's not that many in proportion to the size of the Celtic support or the Rangers support. Not that many ever go away from home, but it's just part of your life going every week to support your team. And if that's taken away from you, I think that in the long run, people can go elsewhere. There's so many other things to do. What do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Kieran Tierney, still no word, but the latest news today is he said, look, it's the future is out of my hands. He can't do anything. Uh, Celtic keen to bring the left back to Glasgow, or are they? He dropped a hint a few days ago because he's dropped behind, as we know he did last season, Zinchenko, and that's not going to change. We wonder what's going to happen. Any insight, Mark? What's your contacts down south telling you? I think um, I think Kieran Taylor would like another crack at, at Celtic. You know, yeah. Champions League and coming back to Plunder, Brendan Rodgers, a lot of friends still up here, a lot of teammates obviously still there as well. So I, I think it holds an appeal. The only way I can see it happening, but ideally for Arsenal, I think they would want to sell him. So get you, whatever it may be, 30, 40 million quid in the door for him. I think he's in that ballpark for sure. Um, but what might happen is if there's no concrete offers if Arsenal can't sell them and you get to the last 24 hours of the window and Kieran Tierney pushes for it and Celtic make a you know a good offer to get him on loan that's the only way it can happen is on loan with a decent loan fee paying a portion of, of Kieran Tierney's wages I can see it happening being a real last minute one not that it would be something that Celtic have only thought about last minute I think that's only circumstance where it can happen 
And if it did, it would be sensational for Celtic to get Kieran Tierney back. Amiens have signed the defender Osaze Yorohide from Celtic, a three-year contract. He's been away. Um, that bit of business is done. Yeah, the Kieran Tierney goes on and on, but it hasn't gone away. Newcastle's been mentioned. Um, at one time, six months ago, they were saying Real Madrid. He's such a great player. Yeah, he's, he's a Arsenal top fan. player. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a top him. player. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying 30, 40 million. You know, it could be 50 yeah. million. I, I just think he, no. his injury record, would, um, his attendance record would put some clubs off but just in terms of his ability if he's fit he's he's one of the best in Europe there's, there's no doubt about that Did you see you would at the weekend he said I didn't miss one game last season through injury he mm. didn't miss any games but seasons before there have been issues Headline today Feyenoord accepting the £6 million bid from Rangers for the striker Danilo so he could be a Dutch international Brazilian born uh, yet another striker Rangers fans where are they all going to play? So and oh, this, this fashion Sakala at the weekend played yeah. really, really well, scored yeah. a goal and made the other one for the penalty. Did, and, and Matondo yeah. getting a game, you yeah. know Matondo. You're saying I didn't expect that when you think no. Matondo's surplus to requirements. Maybe he's come in with a really good attitude in the, the gym and training camp, and then uh, Michael Beale thought he's worth a chance. But you've got Sima, Lammers, Desairs, Haji, Sakala, Matondo, Lawrence, Roof, Dow, Cantwell. But you, 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 you know, tough to keep them all happy. What a selection. Um, for Michael Beale but I think you know that, that one or two will, will probably look to move on if they get the, the feeling that they're, that they're not going to be involved but right now like we say get into the month of August but it's absolutely crucial what a period for Rangers the manager and that's not counting Danilo the manager's yeah, got a, a, a hell of a, a selection For Celtic what do you think so Barry also thinks there's going to be at least one more signing maybe two that's what he said last night for Rangers what about Celtic Celtic fans will be waiting to see. I mean, I know there's the two South Koreans. We know they've got Marco Tilio. Yeah, exactly. Now that is going to come. I take it that's the final details being sorted out. We might yeah. hear about that tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But who else do you think, or when? Couple of big signings still, at least. Well, I, I think you've got to put the you know. Paul, I think what you've got you've got to remember is um, just because there's, they're not massive transfer fees, doesn't mean to say that they're not top players. You know. So I think we've got to be. You only need to look at. The recent examples of of Maida and Hitati sure. for mm-hmm. a million and a half each, or or, or whatever it was, Kyogo you know, was Kyogo was yep. four or, yep. or, or whatever. So you know, the, the old classic example always go back to go way back to our times. Lubo and Afchi three hundred grand, Who? you know. <laughs> I know. So yeah. Henrik six hundred grand, you yeah. know. So you look at things like that. It, it doesn't it doesn't need to always be big money. But what Celtic have in their favour if they spot somebody around about that ten million pound man, I think they would do it. I think Brendan Rodgers and the board. Uh, would go out and do it but if that doesn't happen the policy at the half is going to be what 4 million 4.5 million it's a hell of a yep. lot of money um, yep. uh, as well so it might be that the, that, that that big sensational transfer fee doesn't happen but that doesn't mean to say that that Quan and Yang and, and Tilo these are guys that we don't really know about you know we don't know about them they might be as good if not better than what Celtic already have you know they might go in and hit the ground running and really make an impact and we shouldn't big nothing. We should and we shouldn't cast out or because Celtics managed to get them for one to two million pounds because you know that that's the kind of market um, that they've been shopping in over there. So listen, I, I'm I know Celtic fans. Some of them maybe want to see that sexy signing, that seven, eight, nine, ten million quid. If it doesn't happen, it's about what the players bring, regardless of the of the price tag. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. Taking you home tonight. Still not too busy, is it, because of the Glasgow Fair? Hope you're enjoying the holiday if you're off. And of course, Mark, we're only 
one week, four days away from the Cinch Premiership getting underway. Can't wait. It's been quite a long, um, not a long summer, still loads yeah. of summer sun to come, hopefully. Looking out the window here <laughs> in the new Gorbals. Um, but the season, it mm. could be quite a year. Brendan Rodgers in at Celtic. Celtic mm. trying to defend uh, the treble. Rangers, Michael Bailey's first full pre-season, got the business done early. The Celtic fans are saying, well, you know, come and catch us if you can. The Rangers fans are really buoyant, I think, about mm-hmm. the signing so far. Yeah. Um, you just can't tell at this moment. What we can tell is, I think it's going to be some season. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great, Paul, as you say. You know, 11 days' time. Celtic v Ross County at lunchtime. Commander v Rangers at, at quarter past five. Both on the telly. You know, Celtic Park will be sold out. Rugby Park will be sold out um, and it'll be brilliant uh, and then Rangers going to Champions League qualifiers uh, the following midweek against Servette or, uh, or Genk but, what, uh, what do you make of the draw sorry for Rangers yeah but, but they're always tricky it's not you yeah. know Servette and get, you know that they're going to be tricky you think back to last season you know Union yeah, Sinjiwa yeah. you know hadn't really heard of them but they were Couldn't tricky opponents them, first, yeah. Yeah. we just stuck to Union SG didn't we um, so you know Servette will be Tricky customers, Genk, the Belgian league, you know, getting a better reputation for itself. So there's no doubt they're, they're, they're not gimmies. Rangers will need to be on it um, to win the games. And then when they get through to the final qualifier, if they do, then they could end up with like a PSV again, who they had uh, last season and, and, you know, did really, really well to go over that um, real tricky hurdle. Um, so it's a fraught four midweeks mm-hmm. for Rangers, Paul. The, 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 the stress involved you know, from the players to the manager to the boardroom, there's more than 30 million quid riding on it. You know, it's massive. It's absolutely huge. Um, but at the moment, as I said, the Rangers fans are excited, rightly so. You look at all these forward-thinking players that the manager's brought into the to the, to the club. Now, again, you know, we've only seen a couple of friendly. We don't really know how they're going to be in competitive action and dealing with the pressure of playing with Rangers in competitive football, particularly that first month, Paul. But it's absolutely huge. It's going to be some season. We'll be here every night from five and uh, we'll be here for the biggest games, of course, the 3rd of September, Mark. Rangers against Celtic. The uh, We were just talking back to Moussa Dembele scoring a hat-trick and that was under, you were saying, Mark Warburton, wasn't it? Against Mark Warburton's team, yep. yeah, for mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers. Yep. I think it was Brendan Rodgers' first old firm game. It certainly was um, um, uh, Dembele's. And yeah, I'm sure he got hit with Celtic 1-5-0 5-1. It was a, the Joey Barton game. So he'd gone... Uh, of course, well. that's right. Yeah, um, But he so had gone... Dembele had gone just before Stephen Gerrard yeah, came yeah, in. Yeah, that's so, right. And yep. um, Edward kind of took over um, and took his place. But that, that first five weeks, Paul, to go into the international break, some great fixtures. You know, Celtic are up at Petordry as well. Rangers in yeah. Champions League yeah. action. We've got Hibs in Europe. Um, you know, we've got all sorts of things taking place. And then we go into that international fixture and uh, Scotland away to Cyprus and, and a win there but I think that's it we're done and dusted we can we can look at the, the flight tickets to Germany this time last night I said to Barry Ferguson it looks like it and he was basically no no we're going so I, I mean I like that oh, it's, um, 99.9% yeah. we are going we just need to make sure we, we get another two or three points but we're going they'll do it there's no way they're not going to do it Steve Clark and these players will get it done how is the German I know I ask I haven't asked you for a few weeks alright we'll save that for during the season when we know for sure we're going uh, some other news today Hibs could miss out on uh, 1.4 million if Josh Doig joins Torino from Hellas Verona where he is in a swap mm. rather than a transfer so there's a 27.5% sell-on clause but that of course would be negated if it's just a swap so that'd be money. a blow isn't oh, it? That's a lot of yeah. money Paul um, that is a lot of money, but Josh Doyle clearly, you know, good on, made an impression um, in Serie A. 
Um, you know, as did Aaron Hickey, who you know got his yeah. twenty million pound move to to Brentford. Lewis Ferguson, who got offered and signed a new contract with Bologna, which was terrific um, as well. So it's great to see. Um, and Liam Henderson, who's been out there for course, a few years yeah. um, as well when he left Celtic, um, been doing well. So it's brilliant. So good on uh, Josh Doig. But what a blow for Hibs to miss out more than a million quid, Paul. Yes. That's that's massive. That's well, a third a quarter of the of the full budget for the for the playing staff. Big big money. Hibs, of course, have travelled today or tomorrow. They'll be travelling because they're playing in the heat against Inter Descaldes in the Europa Conference League. What do you think? We don't know that much about them. They go in as favourites, but uh, the manager, Lee Johnson, saying it's going to be absolutely roasting temperatures. We know how hot it is in the continent at the moment. Yeah, uh, it will be, but it's just a case of getting through. Yeah. You know, you, you go over there and if you can win one nil or even you get a nil nil, Paul, get it back to Easter Road and, and get the job done in, in front of a big crowd. So it might be a wee bit tricky um, over there, but over the two legs, I think Hibs will be very comfortable. What did you make of the comments from Jarisic, who used to be at Celtic? Aye, did yeah. you see that? That he's quoted. I mean, he said some good yeah. things about it, but Euro Jarisic is claiming that Scottish football is 30 years behind the game in England, but he hasn't been here for years. I found yeah. it a bit strange. And he didn't do yeah. too well when he was no, he here didn't. himself. You know, yeah. He was two, two and a half million pounds signing from Chelsea. I think it was mm-hmm. Gordon Strachan uh, that signed him. Um, I know it didn't go very well uh, for. For Jarisic, Paul, that kind of thing, you know, wherever the interviews come from, back in his homeland, the Czech Republic or wherever, um, you know, he, he doesn't really know. Let's be honest, he's, he's not here. He's not even in England to draw uh, a proper uh, comparison. So, sure. yeah, just let him crack on. It's a summer story, isn't it? Silly season. Let's <laughs> let's bend that one. <laughs> what about Max Johnson then? So he's oh, off great. to Grats. I mean, yeah. what a season for him. He started the old season there at Cove Rangers. Then he goes to Motherwell, does brilliantly. Young yeah. player of the year. And uh, now he's on his way. Yeah, stay. brilliant, you know. And uh, you know, you were there, Paul, the, the yeah. Scottish football writers, when he won the, you. the young player of the year, and he spoke very well. You know, you can see yeah. that he's been well tutored um, at Motherwell, and also by his dad, Alan, um, who's got fantastic experience in the game as a player um, and in management. So he's been well looked after, brought up in the correct way in terms of football, and wish him the best of luck at Sturm Graz, Champions League football um, as well, going to a good league where. You're in the you're in the eye line of 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 the German Bundesliga and clubs. Yeah. So you, you look at. I'm sure if you're Max Johnston, you look to the Serie A to see what the Scottish boys have managed to do, and use that as your own sort of um, launch pad. Say right, you know, the greatest respect to Sturm Graz. I want to go and play in the Bundesliga, yeah. but he'll be learning German. I want to go and play in the Bundesliga. I want to be at Dortmund or Schalke or Hamburg, or wherever, yeah. wherever it may be. Um, and, and good on him wish him all the best good young kid there's a new breed of young players aren't there who are happy to go to the continent because for a while we didn't travel very well no, did we no. it's good in the, some, in the women's game as well yeah. are heading overseas and it must be brilliant for them to get that I mean look at Lewis off yeah. to Italy so he's got a new contract you were saying yeah, extra leader done, yeah. done. Yeah, it's done. had Quinto Costa no not as bad as new trainers I must have got a wee bum for Lewis from his nephew um, I don't think he needs that but it's fantastic isn't it and it's also good surely for Scotland for the national team because of the experience they're getting against Italian players or German or Belgian it's for the good of the, for the game we will benefit it, it is the one kind of downside is that the, the, the clubs can kind of come and nick your players for, yeah. for less value but when they have to pay a fee Paul it ups the ante mm-hmm. and it's great for them it's not just about clubs down the road too let's be honest for for a long, long time, clubs in England were turning their nose up at Scottish football for a while, just ignoring it. Some didn't even bother having scouts. But now we're back in the map and our players are going abroad. They're embracing it. I've spoken to Lewis a couple of times, learning the language, embracing the culture, loving life, you know, really putting his heart and soul 
on and off the park and to make that a success and that's what he's doing Max Johnson will be the same Josh Doy like we said Liam Henderson Aaron Hickey for a year turned into a £20 million player because he dedicated himself to his job and that's what those boys are doing and that's why now that you're seeing as you say in the women's game as well it plays at Real Madrid and Bayern Munich you know coming over here and, and using it as a as a proper scout you, you see them as Ed Altman in Holland said, young yep. Robbie Ewer mm-hmm. um, over so the scouting is everywhere Paul it's a shame that we lose our players yep. but I think it, it, there's, a, there's a real sense of pride when they go to the Serie A or the Bundesliga or down south and do well are you joining Radio Scotland? You said AZ, that's the BBC star. Oh, AZ, 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 AZ. Were you at school? No, oh, there's AZ and all that in the Beep or whatever. Some great people, of course, at the Beep. But I mean, that's AZ and things. AZ Alkmaar. AZ Alkmaar. Radio Football Show, Balcony, with Mark Guidi. Via player stepping in for the game in Dublin at the weekend. Celtic against Wolves. I think live in the telly. Yes, they're going that. They're in troubled times at the moment, via player, but they've managed to to get it on and still showing the, the live games in the, the Via Play League Cup we hope that the games will be well, ideally the Scotland games free to air if possible yeah. or you know our Sky going to step in and but it needs to be available it's complicated at the moment there'll still be coverage but it's not going to be as it has been because they've lost so much money and they've admitted it so it would be brilliant if it was available on BBC or mm. STV wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it would be, uh, Paul, as you say, particularly the national team games. You know, we, we could be 90 minutes away from clinching yeah. our plays at Euro 24 um, when we play Cyprus away. So, yeah, absolutely. We, we want to see it on the, the normal television. We mentioned Viaplay and it's the League Cup, the Viaplay Cup tonight. You were one of the games at the weekend, yeah. Partick Thistle against Falker. How yeah. is it on Stephen McGinn? He'll be with yeah. us on Thursday night. Yeah, he patrolled that holding midfield yeah. area very well, like the the experienced veteran um, that he is and uh, Falkirk won in penalty kicks it was, a, it was a draw and they get the extra point on penalties John McGlynn's um, team good wee crowd inside um, for Hill good wee atmosphere um, so yeah uh, it was a it was a good um, 90 minutes in penalty shootout and a big win for Dundee United because my goodness Jim Goodwin it. really needed it yeah, didn't he he needed it yeah. he, he needed it Paul you know, um, you know let's not forget Dundee United pulled the trigger on Jack Ross three or four weeks into the season this time last year, then Liam Fox lost his job. So yep. um, if the if the supporters turned on the manager, the the board um, turned to react, and there might not have been a way back for Jim Goodwin. So it was really important that he got that one on Saturday. He did, uh, but it's all about the league for Dundee United. It's really about them getting out of the championship and getting back up. And it's um, important for Jim that they got off to a good start the first four or five games. And I'm sure he will. He's he's a good manager. Jim, just a wee bit of a rut over the past few months um, at Dundee United and obviously of course going back to, to Aberdeen but he knows his stuff he's a really good manager and mentioning those two clubs they play tonight don't they Falkirk up against Dundee United a massive game there at uh, the new Brockville and um, we'll find out more uh, we'll tell you more tomorrow about it but that's um, that could be a banana skin again for Dundee United yeah I mean they just they, they, you know having watched Falkirk on Saturday they'll, they'll be they'll be difficult um, to, to beat and Falkirk will fancy that their chances of, of getting out of that uh, group uh, and for Dundee United it's just again Paul's just trying to get a rhythm so it's about going to places like Falkirk and winning getting that mentality back because for 12 months Dundee United pretty much have been lo- used to losing you know they were losing yeah. four games out of five that's why they get relegated so it's getting that mentality sign five or six new players give them a wee bit of time to gel but certainly tonight um, they don't want to lose the game 
Dundee United otherwise Jim will find himself under the spotlight for the wrong reasons and Livy have got a tough one there up at Cove Rangers tonight yeah. I mean they've been amazing Livingston we know they had a tough end to the season mm. um, they've had a tough close season as well lost at the weekend yeah to Hamilton yeah, yeah so a bit on. of a cooking bust of that one it was um, wasn't it yeah. but yeah credit to John Rankin the players mm-hmm. um, one of the on penalty kicks and Livy getting that late equaliser so obviously they weren't for giving in um, which you'd expect from a Davy Martindale um, team but yeah Cove Rangers won at the weekend it was a, a dodgy one away to Brecon but again Paul Hartley's team they were sort of used to use, losing games the last six months of the season so it's about him trying to get that winning uh, habit back into his players and any victory at this stage of the season is a good one Paul so even though Brecon are, are uh, non-league or yeah. in the, the, the Highland League if you like um, still for Cove to go down there and, and win that game is a good result for them St Mirren are at Cowdenbeath as well. Mm. They look to get back on. I know they had a bad result, then a good result. They're playing there tonight. Inverness against Airdrie. My goodness, uh, Airdrie, Aye. great win for them yeah, at the against weekend Dundee. against Dundee as Aye, well. Yeah. Dundee's first defeat. Yeah, Tony Dockery. Yeah, yeah uh, it was. Again, that, that was a, a, a surprise. I, I kind of fancied that one for a draughty board. It's going to be Airdrie are decent. Yeah, yeah at, at home, they would have a go for it. You know, Reese McCabe likes to just yeah. all out attack. Mm. And you look at some of the results last season, you know, two, threes, fours, fives, scoring and conceding. So they they play very open, um, but yeah, a really good result uh, for Airdrie and uh, just a wee reminder for for Tony Doherty, not that he'll need it. He's got Stuart Taylor in beside him. Um, you know, management game's not easy. You know, there's never an easy game. They'll, they'll tell you that, Paul. And it's so true. There is never an easy ninety minutes. You really need your players to be on it and they need to work hard and give it their all to get a result at any level. Do you think the League Cup, the Viaplay Cup, comes a little bit too early? I know no. They, no, you don't. No, like You're it. happy with it? Yep. Yeah, yep. I like it. I like it, Paul. Right in there. Um, it's given the competition a boost. The final's in December, so it's really compact uh, between mid-July and mid-December. Then you get into the Scottish Cup January to May. Um, so no, I, I, I like it. It's, it's not ideal, mm. but I, I think for the sake of the competition, uh, it's good. And for fans as well, they're paying money to go and see... Um, a competition with an edge to it you know, that means something penalty shootout brought in it good idea as well so no I'm I'm, I'm in favour of the, the format we got a big reaction here in Glasgow Zone Go Radio on Friday when Andy Walker said do you know the opening day of the season they should have derbies if they can or whatever now obviously it couldn't be Rangers Celtic mm-hmm. because Celtic as champions it's not their turn to be uh, have the home game but what do you think I thought about it in general maybe we could have a better box office start than Ross County no disrespect to them up against Celtic or Kilmarnock in the plastic pitch against Rangers because there's no football in England and there's yeah. people could be watching it south of the border and it's not a greatest look it's a cracking stadium you know rugby park but it's the plastic pitch uh, I, uh, in, in defence of the SPFL Paul mm-hmm. they've got to take into account potential games well, we've got teams in Europe that, that could end up playing on a Thursday night. So they're going to the unknown. So, you know, Rangers start off playing Tuesday, Wednesday, but if they get knocked out the first round, they end up playing on sure. Thursdays. So you've got to take all that into account when you play. So Celtic have got to be at home as the champions unfurling the flag. And to be fair, it was always going to be the case, again, because of the potential of Rangers playing on a Tuesday night, the, the first European game. So they had to play on the Saturday. Television wanted both games on because English doesn't start the following week. So Sky want to showcase the other game. So geographically, for Sky, you're trying to do Sky a turn yeah. by giving two games close to each other so that ah. all the units can be together. So it, it limited. And then, of course, you, you could include Hibs because they'd be playing. Sure. So you could. So, um, so you'd put all that into account. I get it. And if we didn't have European football, Paul, yes, for sure. But because we've got European football and given... Um, the, the challenges to, to Sky TV and let's be honest 
we need Sky. Yeah, we sure. We need our money. Um, we absolutely need our money. We might need to go back to them with the begging bowl soon. Mm. You never know. So you've got to keep them on side. So um, I think, to be honest, Kilmarnock Rangers is an absolute cracker. Oh, yeah. Plastic pitch or no plastic pitch, it is an absolute cracker. I only asked. <laughs> You're too clever for your own good. You know all the reasons. That I hadn't thought about that, the proximity and all the rest of it. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! This time tomorrow night from five Go Radio Football Show, Peter Grant will be with us, the former Celtic and Scotland star. Peter will be here tomorrow night. Stephen McGinn on Thursday and then Andy Walker on Friday evening. Mark Guidi is here tonight. Thanks for all your messages. Some of the Rangers fans saying thank you for some of that insight there about Danilo. And that's what they want to know. Who's going to who's gonna play Michael Beale? And we know how they played under Stephen Gerrard and he was a big part of that, wasn't he, Mark? About the tactics under Stephen Gerrard, especially in that year when they, when they won the title. Yeah, you know... Michael Beale was a was a coach that that Stephen Gerrard rated, um, and and made a point of, of going to get him and bring him with him, and, and he gave him, and he drew credit for the the success that Rangers had. But make no mistake, Paul, it's about the manager. Yeah. When it comes down to it, it's about the manager. So you know, let's not let's not rewrite history. Stephen Gerrard and his staff won the title for Rangers um, just over two years ago. Um, and Michael Beale's a big part of that staff, as was Gary McAllister, mm-hmm. um, and and the rest, obviously the players and the supporters and and the board. But it's when it comes to it, it's about the manager because um, the manager delegates um, to different members of staff. So that's good management being able to delegate in the right way, find out the strengths and weaknesses not only of your players but of your staff, and then going to use that um, appropriately. So uh, Michael Beale's brought in his own staff. He's now a manager, and he is. 45, 50 games as a manager. He's been backed, I think, very, very well by his Rangers board um, so far um, this summer. And it's now up to him to go and produce the goods. Paul, this is where they need to now go and deliver. Michael will be last for five or six players in as early as possible. And they've delivered that. They certainly have delivered that. Now, it's up to the Rangers players and the management to go and A, first of all, get into the Champions League. And then B, win the title back from sale or at the very least get a trophy but you really want to be going winning the title when you're bringing in six or seven players like this and you're spending what is ballpark 10 million quid Paul um, this is about going to win the title Celtic are going for three in a row Celtic have brought back an outstanding manager to replace Postacoglu they've got an outstanding squad that they're looking to improve they're cash rich if they really need to go and do something if somebody really catches their eye they can go and do it um, and it's up to Rangers to in my opinion, defy the odds because for me, Celtic are still heavy favourites. So it's up to Rangers and Michael Beale to defy the odds and go and win the title. But he needs to do it because they've said it off enough that they will and the players say that this is going to be our year, we'll do it now, bump, 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 bump. But they didn't do anything last season. Didn't do anything. So they need to go and reverse the trend. We spoke about it with Barry last night and George was on a caller and he said, I asked him, what's a success for you? What does Michael Beale have to do? And he said, oh no, we have to win the title. Mm. And I think Barry, even then say that is the case, but I could see that he was thinking, yeah, it's probably as the title this season. What do you think for Celtic now that he's been in for a month or so for Brendan Rodgers? Um, it's about, the ch- well, obviously winning the title. Of course it is. But also Champions League as well. Yeah. What, what what do you think of the squad just now? Given that, And I heard what you said earlier on, you know, we didn't know Kyogo or Hatate. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think they're in good shape squad-wise 
for the Champions League for that step up which they will have in September uh, Paul I'm not sitting on the fence here but I, I can't you know domestically I think Celtic will be fine for me they're still the favourites but in terms of Champions League they've signed three or four players that quite honestly I don't know a yeah. lot about and, and it's the same as what I said about the Rangers players do they have clearly all of them will have ability otherwise they wouldn't be signing for a club like Celtic but then do they have the mentality to go and cope with playing in front of 50,000, 60,000 cope with the demands of living in the city cope with the demands of having to win every game the spotlight on you the Champions League but for Celtic as a football club first and foremost Celtic need to get back to trying making Parkhead a fortress it's not been a fortress for well over a decade let's be honest Um, go and win a couple of games you know I think for Celtic let's see what the draw brings them but You've got to be looking at a minimum seven points. You know, one, two of your home games at the three and go and nick a point away from home and see, see what else you can do. So that's got to be the starting point for Celtic. I don't think the starting point could be, you know, top the group and, and no, you know, go and get 12 points. No, you know, I think a realistic starting point, considering where they've been, yep. would be seven points and then take it from there. And that gets you third, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It, and, and in another day, it might get you second, but certainly that would keep you involved in Europe. Um, till after Christmas it's remarkable what they did in the Neil Lennon days isn't it and Gordon Strachan yeah, you know, in, yeah. in Champions League when yeah. they were getting into yeah. the, out of the groups and yeah, into be, the beating Barcelona yeah. was it I think Celtic getting into the last six teams against Juventus under Neil Lennon it was there and Turin yeah. Gordon Strachan managed it twice but, but Paul that's 12, yeah. 12 years ago mm-hmm. uh, 11 years ago under Neil Lennon 16, 17 years ago yeah. under Gordon Strachan that's what I'm saying you, you think back to Ronnie Dyla's time mm-hmm. Um, to to even Brendan Rodgers time yeah, they, sure. they weren't they blown no. um, they weren't no, no, well, don't no, blow to you sure. that's unfair to say PSG that but to, to, go and win, yeah. to go and win games yeah. um, football, particularly at Parkhead as I say if you take the number one seed out if it's a PSG no, or a, sure. you know whatever Real Madrid but then if you're looking at you know pot two and pot three you should be certainly looking to beat them at home that's for sure what are you thinking as a former keeper about the two keepers then? Will we go Jack Butland? I mean, I know it's every days, we haven't seen him. We're in this period now where a week and four days to go to the games, but what do you think? You like the look of him, the sound yeah. of him? I mean, this is his chance. It's also a big challenge for him uh-huh. to play regular football. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, he's he's up for it, Paul. He's had a couple of years of, of not being involved, you know, hardly played a first-team game in a couple of years. He's certainly got something about him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's at a good age. Good experience. Spoke to Paul Lambert about him. Paul had him um, at Stoke City. Um, liked him. He's a top yeah. keeper. Mm-hmm. You know, real top goalkeeper. He was challenging to be England's number one um, at that point with Jordan Pickford. Uh, Pickford. Um, so no, he, he's a right good goalkeeper. It's a great signing uh, for Rangers. Again, he didn't cost any money, Paul, but he'll be on a handsome salary. Make no mistakes. The Rangers board have, have backed the manager um, on that one, and it's so important to get a top goalkeeper. I've always said that. And Joe Hart little bit of criticism last week after the 6-4 defeat but for me and I've said this about Alan McGregor if Joe Hart starts as Celtic's number one I don't have a problem I would expect him to because Celtic you know if they can go and find better than Joe Hart some of their price but great go and do it that's what it's all about but I think you'll struggle I think you'll struggle to find better than, than, than Joe Hart so you wouldn't think that Brendan Rodgers will bring in another keeper? Well, I think he might, Paul. I'm uh, not saying yeah. he won't. What I'm saying is, I think you struggle yeah. to get better than Joe sure. Hart. But you should you should be looking for one. If you don't think Seagrest is capable, because Joe Hart's in the final year of his deal, if you don't think Seagrest is capable of taking over, then yeah, you should be going to find one and um, you know give him a chance to bed in or come and, You know, again, I, I would say, Paul, if Celtic found a goalie at eight million, they'd go and do it. You know, if they found the right one that they could get, and they thought, you know what, he. He can come in and take over from Joe Hart now, or we'll give him that wee bed in period. 
and he's ready to take over then but they'll, they'll need to it's, an, it's a, a situation that needs to be addressed but I don't think it's a priority to address it just now would Seagrass be a challenger or we just didn't see him at all in Again, the old season no. you saw him a lot of them at yeah. Dundee United but it can make sense Paul yeah. but see for a goalkeeper for me it's about having the mentality to cope yeah. the abilities there making the saves there um, but have you got the ability to make you know to, to, to do it it's a different pressure being a goalkeeper when you play for Celtic I mean you need an exceptional mentality to cope with being a, a goalkeeper at Celtic and Rangers I want to mention, as we see in Sky, people like David Moyes there today at the funeral service. There's Darren Jackson on just now. There were so many people, Archie Knox, John Collins, to remember the the life of yeah. uh, Craig Brown, who loved being remembered as the former Clyde manager. I mean, that's where we Brown. he first came to notoriety, wasn't it? He? he was yeah. a lecturer down at your college, yeah. wasn't he? Part-time manager yeah. at Clyde and, and kicked on from there, the SFA, the coaching courses at large to become our, our national team manager who brought fantastic success to our country. I was looking to see two teams that he played. Well, well Ayr, that's where he lived for a while. St. Johnson Air United, I meant to mention uh, that game to you tonight. And of course, Stephen McLean up against his old pal Lee Bullen because they had yeah. time together down at Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they did. And Aidan McGeerian at Air United as well. Yeah, what do you think of well. that? Great move for Aidan. He'd been looking for yeah. something along those lines. So credit to Ayr. Um, you know, the forward thinking football club there sort of giving Aidan a chance and Aidan will go and light up the championship uh, Paul and then in his role as a you know assistant like technical di- director I know that's kind of Aidan's thoughts for the future more than, than it is to get into coaching it's to get into that side of the business so um, you know hope it works out for him Sure do looking back to the old firm then for uh, this coming season the two captains let's take Callum McGregor first of all mm. back reunited with um, Brendan Rodgers you get the sense that he lo- I mean he loved working under Ange Postacoglu what a season yeah. you know five out of six but Brendan Rodgers it's uh, he's buzzing. T- top class but is he buzzing? Yeah, he's buzzing yeah he's absolutely buzzing about working with Brendan Rodgers um, again he's now the captain um, and, and Brendan Rodgers puts a, a you know a big emphasis on a, a manager captain uh, relationship so Callum McGregor's but not that he needed it but Callum McGregor will get a, will get a new burst of life yeah. uh, from that uh, Paul they absolutely will a real determination again to go again he's a serial winner and um, you know he's really looking forward to the challenge and working with Brendan and James Tavernier he won the title two years ago as you reminded us it seems a long time ago now in a way yeah. I think because Ange Postacoglu coming in yeah. Stephen Gerrard then going yeah. Giovanni coming in mm. uh, and now Michael Beale what do you think in this coming season well, how will be James Tavernier well James Tavernier for me he's been a brilliant captain for Rangers you know for, for 300 grand Paul you know what service he's given to the club over what eight years um, signed by Matt Warburton uh, led Rangers to one of the most important titles in our history to stop Celtic from doing 10 0 but they need to kick on from there um, Paul you know he's he's won a league in a, in a Scottish Cup as Alan McGregor said last week he wished it was more in the past five years and I'm sure James Tavernier will be feeling the same so he now has to go and show and bring all those newest guys the way that Callum McGregor did under Ange Postacoglu when it was a rebuild two years ago Callum McGregor took on a responsibility of showing them what it was all about what was required day in, day out, on and off the park. And that's what James Tavernier will have to do with your Connor Goldsons and your other experienced guy. I think Jack Butland will come out of that category. Um, there'll be four or five of them that'll be leaders and they need to go and get these guys by the, by the scruff of the neck and make sure that they're up to the standards week in, week out. So being the captain of Celtic and Rangers is not just about what you do for 90 minutes, it's about what you do seven days a week. What you've done in the last 60 minutes is... Uh, Kylian Mbappe, if he takes the offer to go <laughs> to Saudi Arabia, would be paid £19 a second, 1.13 1. 
thousand pounds, a thousand pounds a minute, and then an hour, sixty-eight and a half thousand pounds. Sixty-eight grand an hour. It's outrageous, wow. isn't it? It's crazy. So, do you think he'll go? I don't think so. That's the no, word. Is that I don't no, think he'll go. that he's got so much money, and he knows that's ahead of him if he wants uh, to. But what, he, he wants what, to go to Real. What gets me? Yeah. Saudi Arabia club have have bid 250, 260 million yep. quid. Mm-hmm. Did I got him for 150 probably? No, exactly. I don't get it. No. There's something, you know, something not right about it. No, um, they've got more, more money than whatever. But um, no, I don't think he'll go there either. I think he's going to end up at Real Madrid a year quicker than what everyone thought. Mark, thanks so much. Enjoyed thanks, that. Paul. Hope everyone did. Uh, you get it in your podcast if you missed uh, all of it, wherever you get it. Breakfast show tomorrow morning and the award-winning podcast as well will be Crofty and Grado from six. Tomorrow night from five, it's Peter Grant. The news is next and then Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go!